Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, welcome to the Jock Time AFL Podcast, round 18, 2020. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is very disappointed by his Uber driver on the weekend. It's Adam Rosenbachs. Uh, g'day, Michael. Uh, we're on the eve of the finals. It's all happening. We've still got the Port Adelaide and Collingwood game to come tonight. But uh, for, uh, So Saturday, I needed to go out and uh, get myself an Uber. I was going, we're in Melbourne. I was allowed to go to a bubble buddy's place. I was taking advantage of that. <laughs> so I jumped on the Uber. I had my mask on. I was going to sit in the back seat, going to have the window open. And it said that your driver, Gary, will be arriving very <laughs> shortly. And I get in and it's none other than Gary Ablett Senior. No and way. And I tell you what, I was excited. Bloody hell, lot to talk about. Yeah, like I should have known because I looked at the app and the number plates were God. And I was like, <laughs> well, of course, who else would it be? So I get in and I've got to say, it was a three-minute drive, but Gary, he fucking, he took me the long way, my friend. <laughs> 27 minutes we are on the road for. And some of the stuff that he had to say. Now, Michael, I know that you are a religious man. You come from a religious background. But I tell you what, you haven't, you haven't uh, taught me these bits of the Bible that Gary talked me yeah, through. Yeah, sure, sure. I learned a lot of things that I uh, was not I was not aware of. That uh, there's a lot of a lot of sin going on that I wasn't aware was around me. Yeah, sure. Been going on. He's pretty confident that the rapture is about to happen end time. So Jesus is meant to show up at the end. Yeah, and I wasn't sure whether we were driving around looking for him. I was like, Gary, you need to left back there, mate. That's not um, uh, all right. Have you got any mint? And he said, no, mint are the work of the devil. And I was like, fuck, that's, that's interesting. I, I just thought it was just to keep your breath, breath fresh. It's actually funny he's actually been an Uber driver because in one of the rants he talked about how the Illuminati wants a cashless society. And so it's kind of funny like, he's driving for Uber because like, that's cashless. Yeah. yeah. Practice what no, you preach, he, preach, Gary. He, he took cash from me at the end. Should he not have done that? He talks about how he wants the Illuminati wants to get the world's population down to 500 million. Okay. And that also uh, they've been working on that since 1778, I think. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Actually, in terms of the cashless thing, mm. I know a very high powerful banker and he dreams of a cashless society. So maybe Gary isn't that far out of line. Oh, I didn't think so. By the end of the trip, I was right on board with him. <laughs> I was like, I will see you again next week for another drive, Mr. Ablett. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though. For a recluse, do you reckon he was just sitting back and he's just gone, now's the time? For I sure. mean, for sure. people have been waiting to hear from Gary Ablett Sr. for a long, long time. And I feel in the middle of a pandemic that this is the perfect time for me to uh, mount the... Um, uh, phone on the corner of my uh, screen in my car yep. and drive around 
for 27 specific minutes. And I hope that he stayed within a 5K radius of his house because otherwise you're breaking some serious laws in Victoria, my friend. Where had he been, I wonder? Like, do you think he was just going from his house to his house? Or do you think he, I'd like to think, I like to think he was coming from the car yard where he got jumped one night and bashed. I like to think that. <laughs> <laughs> or perhaps he was Bash going on. Or did he go to the laneway where he and Ricky Nixon punched <laughs> on? Like, is that is that the starting point for all rants? No wonder Ricky kicked him out of the house. It's like, fuck, Gary. Fucking, I've had enough. Stop talking yeah. about the Illuminati. I know, I, and I know you. I know you're talking about getting the uh, world's population down to 500 million, but you have to start here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love the idea of a Gary Albert YouTube channel. It is fantastic. What next? What are we going to get next? Makeup tips. Uh, I'm unboxing. That's not bad. Yeah, him cutting a cake. I reckon. Uh, I reckon. I hope he goes on cameo. If you chip in for a birthday message from Gary Ablett in 25 Fuck, minutes. that's not bad. <laughs> would he make sure, though? Would he... See, he's on He's on a phone that can record, but is he... What if he drifts into 5G? What does he do with the phone then? Does Ooh, he fucking geez. throw it in a creek? Dude, dude. Uh, we hope you well, Gary. We hope you well. We do hope you well. Massive week uh, in footy already. The delistings have started. The retirements. We're losing players left, right and centre. North Melbourne. So they basically finished their round 18 game. They've gone... Dusted the hands of 11 players. They've already come out and gone, you 11, fuck off. That's like, that's a quarter of the list just gone in one fell swoop. Yeah, for Incredible. sure. What, some of the big names, probably the most noticeable name, I suppose, was Matt Jack Daw, Just by the yeah, fact. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I didn't think that. All that uh, journey like, back, yeah. Yeah, and I thought that he'd kind of found his place uh, as a backman. I didn't think he'd done a particularly bad job when he was playing last year. Yeah, sure. And that's not to say that it's over for these 11 players. There are still obviously chances to be picked up at other clubs. So there's a few yeah. that kind of, I suppose, you were probably expecting. Do you, do you reckon, though, if you are coming from a team that's gone quite poorly and you're delisted, you've got less of a chance than if you're delisted from a top four team? Like, you know, you look at someone and go... Uh, he played for North Melbourne last year, and he couldn't get a game. There's a lot of stink. Like they're putting a lot of faith in Reese Shaw's um, selection. No, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, for sure. You, you, you make the argument if you know you can't get into a Port Adelaide, you go well. That's because you know the possible chance. Yeah, to strong tank. Yeah, yeah. But uh, if you finish, um, what was it, seventeenth? Yeah, it's yes. Maybe may a little bit more difficult for you. But I do hope Magic does get another run. That'd be cool to see. It would be good, but what about Jared Pollock? So he, like, they've delisted 11. Everyone knows he's not going to be there next year. How do you reckon he's feeling? He's like, what did I do wrong? Like, sure, I didn't chase or tackle, but you guys you guys got me and paid me the big bucks. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> well, then you know what I'm like. And there's also talk that um, Ben Brown might be moving on as well. A few people might be hasn't up to him. His, but, but he hasn't also, his staff fallen? Well, he also talked about maybe this one being the end too. This one being the end? Yeah, final year. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's not entirely sure of himself, I think. So, again, with him, like, uh, I haven't had a star-studded midfield at North Melbourne. No. He's just sitting down there. He's getting balls just kicked on his head. They're all fucking all over the shop. And then people go, Ben Brown can't play. He's like, it's got fucking nothing to do with me. Yeah, sure. I can't get it you going. It's on the, on the fucking other end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's not much I can do with that. I talked to a few North Melbourne friends, and um, and they were pretty happy with it, actually. They all kind of enjoy it. They like the idea that Reese kind of went, you know, no mass and uh, cut through the list. Yeah. Aren't you, impre- aren't you impressed though? I've got friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm surprised you've got, uh, you know, both Mo- North Melbourne supporters. And then also your mate, Cade Simpson, he uh, pulled the uh, pin. Did he? Did he pull the pin, Michael? How did he, how will he go down? 
in the Carlton Pantheon? Uh, I mean, probably in the top, he'd be in the top 20. I mean, you know, the longevity, it, it hurts his his um, status that he didn't play in a lot of winning teams. Yeah, I think sure. that kind of, but, you know, he was always, he's a heart and soul player. He gave his all. He was always courageous. And you, when the ball was in his area, you knew that he was probably going to win his battle. So uh, for a Carlton supporter, we fucking loved him because he gave every week. But when you put him, you know, there's some fucking great players he's up against. Yeah, sure. You know, like Craig Bradley played like a thousand matches. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Bruce Dool's a legend of the club, Stephen Silvani. So he's sitting alongside some great company, but those players all won, you know, premierships. Yeah, sure. What was it about? It was about 340 in the end? Yeah, something like that. And also a record amount of losses. Yeah. That's got to hurt. Yeah. that Yeah, you don't want your name connected to that, do you? No, and you would think that it's probably a record that you can't see being broken. Like, it needs to be a side that is... Like, it needs to be a North Melbourne player who was picked up, say, last year, who's a bit of a gun, mm-hmm. but is going to be in for a sustained 18-year period of shit. I can't remember who the player of current day players who was the second on the list. But Nathan Jones. That's right, yeah. And then number yeah. three... Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you so watch... So we're uh, doing really well. I, I can't see... So Nathan Jones won't probably get a chance to get a crack at it because I imagine he'll be part of the delistings from or retirements from Melbourne, you would imagine, going forward. Sure. Has a tramp stamp of his own name. Or Jones. Is that right? Tramp stamp of Jones. And I believe his brother has one as well. Oh, how, how cool. Yeah. Imagine, say, they're on holidays with their mum and dad and they're going down the beach and it's like, oh, which ones are your two boys? I just, those two with <laughs> Jones written across their lower backs. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You must it, be what, proud of them. What a fucking weird thing to do. You don't have Chamberlain written across your lower back? It's too long. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ten letters. You could get Chambo. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'll give my brother a yell. Well, one of the... <laughs> Say, hey, <laughs> are you a fucking psychopath? Because I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I'm talking of weird tats. There was a story during the week about uh, Charlie Cameron, the Brisbane goal sneak. He had a tattoo of Julio Jones, who's a wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons. He has a tattoo of Jones in full uh, American football gear on his calf. Now, do you think, is it odd for an adult to get a tattoo of another adult who's not like a movie star. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Is Julio like a particularly great player? He he is a very, very good wide receiver and will be remembered as such, but he's not like, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. He's mm-hmm. never, um, you know, he, he's a great player, but he's not in the same conversation as like your Tom Brady or... Yeah, sure. Your players like that. And I don't ha- think he's won an MVP for a season. Like, he's, he's good, but he's not... He's not tattoo on your calf worthy, I wouldn't have thought. How large is the tattoo? Well, it covers his whole calf. Sheesh. So You're not getting you're not getting that on a whim, I don't think. No. He's obviously a big fan of the way Julio Jones goes about it. But just if I got a tattoo of you on my calf, how would you <laughs> feel about it? Okay, I got two stories. So um, Josh Caddy. Uh, yep. he has a tattoo on his calf mm-hmm. of essentially an Instagram model. Uh, I can't remember her name. Maybe she, it might be like Russian or something. Very attractive Good. lady. But he has a he has a, a tattoo of her on, on his calf. So how do you think that makes his um you know partner feel? 
That's a really fucking strange tat to just go, yeah. here's someone younger than me, uh, an entrepreneur, and I'm getting a tattoo of her on my leg. That is very odd. And it covers the whole calf. It's a very big, very big tattoo. But then also, um, I remember seeing a stand-up years ago. Well, you, you were thinking about getting a Nadia Bartel on your yeah. calf. <laughs> yeah. To go with your Rebecca Judd one. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I imagine that. I'm, I'm on my pythons, hey? <laughs> 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 if Rebecca Judd don't get you, Nadia Bartel yeah. will. <laughs> Double cobras. Um, there was a comic up here years ago. I saw him do a gig. He went out on a date with a girl. And then on the second date, uh, she showed him a tattoo that she'd got. And it was a picture of him. Okay. He'd gone out on one date with her. How frightened would you be? No, see, it's always, you know, people are always too afraid to show their feelings. Yeah, but if sure. you like someone, yep. you fucking go ahead and show it. Yeah, sure. You know, the, yeah, the, the cynic in me, you know, love is love. <laughs> love is love exactly. is love is love. And if it doesn't work out and people go, who's that? She goes, it's a comic I went on a date with once. And you go, oh, are you married? Like, no, no, no. Just It was the one date. It was the one date. Go, yeah, gotcha. I, look, I think I might um, swipe left on this one. Um, <laughs> uh, you're a clean skin, aren't you? I am a clean skin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think because every tattoo I wanted to get when I was younger, because I do, I do like a tat, except that you know everyone's got them now. But I am very glad that I don't have like a huge Metallica tattoo across my back. Cause yeah, I was like, gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, gotcha. I know a guy with yeah. a big Motorhead one on his back. Just a massive, really ma- fucking yeah, out. Yeah, massive, love ma- the band. massive fan. Yeah, really cool guy. Really cool guy. But I suppose though, if you are, if a band is not releasing any more albums, you're better off doing it because if I got my Metallica one and then they released like the album Sananga, which was an absolute fucking <laughs> shit fight of an album, then that's when you're like, oh, fucking hell, they've gone, you know, they've taken a turn. But if it's a, if they've done a whole catalogue, back catalogue, and you're very comfortable with it, like a lot of people would have the Rolling Stones mouth. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's Ruffy has one of a hawk for a premiership yep. win. I don't think it was 08. I think it was eventually, I think a group of them maybe eventually after I'd won a couple um, went to get one in a tattoo parlour. I think they're overseas. And I think Ruffy went in first and they all looked at it and thought it was a bit shit. So <laughs> didn't get one. I think that's the story. That's harsh. It's one, mate, it's fucking one in all in in footy. Um, did you find it awesome that the demons were in the eight for 24 hours? I think if there was ever going to be uh, an end to the season written, then I think that is the perfect uh, end scenario. That Melbourne were in there and they probably should have easily been in the finals before that. They dropped a couple of games, but they managed to somehow get over the line against the Bombers. They sat in there. It was up to the Western Bulldogs to knock them out. And didn't they do it with ease? Now, it wasn't as funny as the one a couple of years ago where I think they... You know, people were literally doing the sums in the final minutes, like, you know, working yes. out percentage. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was that, percentage that, based. That was, that was even fun. better. Yeah. But also, I mean, I know the two guys, one cup kind of, um, the, they coined uh, Rich, Richmondy. But yep. I think is it time maybe now we, uh, we, we start Melbourne like just by the fact it was a very Melbourne performance. Yeah, I think, I think you'd expect that from Melbourne. That's as a Melbourne supporter, when they finished ninth on percentage. Although they're half a game out, you go, yeah, yeah, that's what I expect from my team. But I wouldn't expect them to to romp into the finals and and seventeenth. That was a, an aberration. We weren't expecting that. This ninth, perfect. But then also, I mean, you think back to like you know the early rounds. Like they were getting lambasted by everybody. 
Like he, yeah. they, they, they did very well to get that close. Actually, I mean, everyone's calling for like Simon Goodwin to get rid of. What was what's the thing? What's the the joke about you know getting Simon Goodwin to coach it? There was a joke. It was a very good joke. Remember that joke? Oh, about if you wanted to get rid of if you wanted to get rid of COVID, that's you get right. Simon Goodwin to coach it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. actually make sense, but yeah, but you know, we, you're in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't fucking write it, mate. Don't, try and, don't throw other people's jokes at me to try and remember. And then their president came out and said that they uh, one particular performance was un-Melbourne-like, which was uh, I had to look up the dictionary to find out what Melbourne-like was. But, <laughs> but he, he, and he, he said we don't give idea. away our we don't give away our jumpers in Wheaties boxes, <laughs> um, wheat picks. Excuse me, not Wheaties. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So you know, I mean, it's always next year, Melbourne fans. Um, but let's face it, there won't be. Yeah, <laughs> but what I love is that uh, all their players were focused right to the end. Even Harley Bunnell, yeah, he went. You know what? The season might be over, but I tell you, me costing the team fifty grand—that's not over. I <laughs> am gonna get drunk at the hub and then go out and go to a mate's place and break all the uh, quarantine. He did. So he got a four-week suspension, got kicked back down to Melbourne. Um, I think uh, fifty grand. I think might be twenty-five suspended. I think no, no suspension. Fifty uh, grand. Whole kit and caboodle. Great. Yep. So he went to mate's place, and then he went to an unappro- unapproved venue. Yes, uh, which I'm not totally sure what that quite means, but it also sounds a bit suspicious. And <laughs> sound, was it a blackie hangout? <laughs> it's unapproved. <laughs> but also, I think he must have done a couple of things because he said he was going to a mate's place to get a baby seat for his car. Oh, okay. And then he like his car ran out of fuel, and he got a lift from the police and got. Um, they dropped him off at this person's house. Oh, that's a lot. There's like all these different things. And you're like, all right, what, what are you up to, Harley? There is a lot going on in that story. Yeah. And but you think for someone who's on their 84th uh, chance. Sure. Yeah. You'd probably just have a few, have a few brewskis in the hub. Yeah. And stay there. And I imagine, I like to think that the unappro- unapproved venue, like, I, I'm going to presume it was like maybe somebody's house or something, I don't know. But I like the idea that it was like the Gill has a list of all the approved venues of the Gold Coast. So he went around to all, yeah. the, all the venues to kind of make sure that they're above board. And so he had to kind of, you know, sample, sample the nightlife of the Gold Coast himself to give it, you know, give the tick of approval of venues. Not unlike what Eddie Maguire has done for the great state of Victoria. Yeah, sure, sure. So Gil would walk around and be like, hmm, the shooting range at Surface Paradise Shopping <laughs> Centre. Uh, tick. Uh, yeah. Uh, Madame uh, Tussauds. <laughs> tick. Yeah. Cinema with a fourth dimension. Yes. No way. It cannot exist uh, in our lifetime. King Tut's putt-putt. Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> and remember, so too, Eddie the Maguire, junk timers. Uh, Actually, just very quickly, for the junk timers out there, not long left. Of mm. spotting people in the hub, and we do have those double passes to King Tut's putt putt still on offer. Absolutely. So Eddie Maguire got himself well, not really in trouble, but he had to answer some questions. Uh, questions. There were photos that surfaced of him being out at the Pink Flamingo mm. on the weekend. So now Eddie has come out and defended it and said he's on a um, a board, a Victorian board, and he he went out to see how venues handled um, life in the COVID era. Yeah, yeah. And so what, you know, how the the spatial, the social distancing worked, how they dealt with, you know, crowds, all that kind of stuff. And he would take that information back to Victoria mm. when he eventually arrived here. And good on him for doing that. You know, I, I think on the behalf of all 5 million Victorians, we say thank you, Eddie, for going out on a Saturday night with your son and then, to the Pink Flamingo. And then he said that really for the next month or so, he's esen- mm. essentially in Queensland as a game show host. 
Yeah. So they're doing hot seat up there. So yeah. he said, you know, it's just by chance. You know, my team could be in finals and I, I happen to be the president of Collingwood Football Club. But I am <laughs> yeah. I am here in my number one priority is, yeah. is millionaire hot seat. <laughs> so which, he, which, he's not in the <laughs> AFL hub. <laughs> millionaire hot seat, which if you watch hot seat, um, I clearly don't want to be there. <laughs> and I'm trying to do it as <laughs> quickly as I possibly can so I can fuck yeah. off. Yeah. So he, he's not in the AFL hub and neither is Gil McLaughlin. So I think they're saying that he's out of the hub by the fact that means he can go and meet with, you know, powerful people. Go and meet face-to-face yes. with premiers and stuff yep. like that. So he went to the Pink Flamingo with his son on Saturday night. He said, because he's... And why is his son up there? Why is his whole fucking family up there? It's a good question, actually. I, I don't know which son it is. I've, I've met one of them and he was a really, really nice guy, actually. So I was, I was kind of was happy with that, too. I was like, oh, I'm glad you're a good bloke. Yes. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. But but you just wonder, like, is, if Eddie's whole family are up there, why are they up there as, um, you know, relations of the host of Millionaire? Is that the capacity that they're up there <laughs> under? Well, maybe maybe the son is like the adjudicator or something on Hot oh, Seat. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe might be might have got an internship or something and then works there. And so when they, you know, ask Janet from the Goldie a question and she gets kind of half right, they go, they go to the son and say, like, you know, do we give her the 25 grand? Or does he do the pre-interviews where people give their weirdest life story? You know, oh, yeah, uh, this, sure, is, sure. this is Michael. He once got uh, run over by Gary Ablett Sr. Yeah, sure. Out the front of a pub. Yeah, gotcha. This is Nathan. He has a tattoo of drones on his back. <laughs> and so yeah, does exactly. his brother. <laughs> yeah. But Pink Flamingo, it's part nightclub. Great. Well, of course. That name screams to be great, great part nightclub as well. And part cabaret venue. So they have a show called Suave. Fuck. So I don't th- actually know if the nightclub bit is actually open at the minute. So Eddie could have been taking him to a bit of cabaret. And what, wouldn't you? Oh, if, if any place does cabaret well, it's the Gold Coast. So you can... Oh, there's a dress code. <laughs> Smart casual. <laughs> so that's basically like the, the MCC. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a 25-year wait to get into the members list <laughs> for Pink Flamingo. <laughs> yeah. Nightclub is open from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Okay, so I think you take in the show, and then you can talk about you can talk about the show in the nightclub afterwards. Yeah, great. So would the show be something like maybe like a Dracula's type cabaret? I think it's a bit more saucy than that. Um, Do you remember? There's a picture of the guy here, and he kind of seems to be doing kind of acrobatic kind of stuff. Um, Do you remember? Is that the click? They were, the Click, I think, they were a big deal at like fringe festivals for a while. They probably still okay. are. And they would do, like there was a guy who kind of would do almost like a uh, kind of gymnast routine in a bathtub. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. The Click. Yeah, okay, gotcha, yeah, yeah. So yes. I, th- I think it's a bit more like that. I think it's a bit more sophisticated. Almost burlesque, I think it might be a bit that, yeah. Like it's a, there seems to be a lot of cleavage yeah, wow. going on, a lot of corsets and... and um. Yeah, there's a lot of skin, I suppose. Oh, well, I can see why Eddie and the youngster went there. <laughs> um, did you see that tweet? Was it Mark Stevens during the week? And he talked about Collingwood were training with the ball in baby oil. Yeah, so uh, obviously it's getting pretty greasy up in uh, Queensland at the moment, which mm. it, it, it's clearly going to affect the grand final, the way things seem to be playing out. Very dewy there up at, uh, up at night. I get very, very I get very nervous when I have to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very nervous how it will come out. 
But then, I mean, I suppose it's no different to, like, say, you know, the 09 grand final when it was, you know, windy and wet. Like, you can only control what you can control. And it's be, yeah, that's it'd, be, true. it'd be the same for both teams. Um, and, you know, a little bit of due. I can handle that. And also, I mean, it's not like it's going to be a, a super high-scoring game anyway because none of them have been. Yeah, that's true. But would you have said that baby oil and water is the way to prepare for that? Like, I just imagined um, baby oil makes it almost impossible to handle. Like, no grand final is going to be that uh, humid and dewy that you cannot pick up the ball. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but I mean, I suppose it's like give you super skills, wouldn't it? So if, even if it's, you know, quarter dewy of the, the, the residue of baby oil, then yep. you're getting a benefit. But then also, how do you clean it off? I figure it would kind of fuck that ball forever. Yeah, that's that's a good point. They they just they just don't care, Collingwood. Clearly, they're trying to get the um the advantage. Well, we'll see tonight if it actually plays out quite well. If they are handling the ball, yeah, like it's a dry day in Melbourne, and clearly you can see the humidity is up around eighty percent, then every other team will be you know kicking baby oiled balls around. And but also, why don't you just fashion a ball out of soap? Therefore, it becomes a literal cake of soap. <laughs> and if you can handle that, I mean, fuck, it hurt to kick and stuff and handball, but you get rock-solid feet and hands, and you, if you can mark that overhead, mate, you can mark anything. And also, okay, you know when the ball's soaked in water and it's yep. cold and windy and you get kicked in the face? <laughs> yep. Do you think it's worse if it's covered in baby oil or do you think it slides off easier? Well, I think it's probably worse, but at least then it uh, moisturises your face yeah, at the okay, same time. Yeah, so yeah. you get really shiny side of your head. Yeah, sure. They come off and they go like, hey, pull your finger out. You don't even look like you're running. <laughs> <laughs> your skin well, looks delicious. When you were younger, when you played uh, juniors, did you always get linamented up on your arms? Uh, that's a good question, actually. Probably, I think it was maybe more of a senior thing, but I, don't, I wasn't really a big one. I put a bit of bit of the kind of glue on my hands, oh, um, yeah. and I think I would actually wipe that on my jumper. I think my jumper was always fucked up at the end of the game because I'd put stuff on and, and then put it on my jumper. But that was more just wiping it off. I, w- I wasn't thinking to myself, oh, if I get a chest mark, it's going to stick. Um, so that was more my bag. And blistering yeah, no, and, I th- I and blistering speed. get that gummy stuff. What's that? And blistering speed. That was my bad. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> you, can't, you can't teach that. <laughs> Whenever you got the ball, a foot race ensued. I heard an interview with Andy Gowers the other day, and he always wore a, uh, a long sleeve jumper, well, most occasions. And um, that was back in the day of the woolen jumper. And so he said, he said, uh, he said, I didn't genuinely believe it, but there was part of my head that thought that maybe if the ball was wet, it wouldn't slip through as much if I was wearing a long sleeve jumper. Yeah. So I thought, but yeah, you look yeah. at someone like Tom Hawkins, he is oiled up. So the first person to attempt to tackle him around his arms would have oiled hands. Yeah, it'd be gross too. It'd be, like, it'd yeah. be yucky, yeah. Yeah, like slipping off someone in a mosh pit who hasn't got a top on. But then also I was sort of thinking about the training in the hub, right? So I think mm. I think this was an article a couple of weeks ago about Gary Hablett and Shane Edwards uh, and who was the other one? They were training together. Dan um, Hanabry. I think you're right, yeah. And... Um, they said that they, if they kicked the ball over the fence, due to the rules of the hub, they weren't allowed to go over the fence and get it. Yes, that's right. Which I found quite fascinating. But yeah, there, uh, there was a quite, quite an interesting article about the hub. I go through some of the figures, mate, the tail of the tape. Yeah, because it hasn't been cheap for the AFL, has it? Fuck no. It's about $60 million. So they've spent $5 million on a test, 50,000 tests, at 100 yep. bucks a pop. 
and then they've spent more than 100,000 nights in on hotels. Fucking hell. Do you reckon they could have, like, at least got some sort of discount on that? You hope, yeah. You know, get on a Travelocity or whatever. And, um, yeah, so or why didn't they go for, like, an Airbnb? Just one <laughs> enormous house, you know? Pump some money back into that economy. And that's a good point because no one's doing Airbnb right now. So they could have. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's you know who they're hurting. They're yeah. common Australians. That that is true. And I'll also, who wouldn't want to who wouldn't want to billet a couple of dozen AFL players <laughs> in their house? <laughs> if you owned one of those resorts, though, you are fucking loving it. Like, yeah, for what three months they've been chockers. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, imagine like, having the catering for that joint. I mean, I know from my quarantine time. Like, yep. that, I can't imagine that hotel had much business during the year. And so for at least two weeks, they had about 40, 50 people. Well, particularly had, not had in Melbourne. Out. They wouldn't have any, had anyone. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how many people were, um, uh, you know, staying there in general. But um, And again, I, I generally don't know because you couldn't leave the room. So uh, it's not like I could yep. see people in the hall. Um, but uh, I did fuck a security guard. Sorry, I left that out. Um, but they have 400,000 meals they had to pay for. Mm. Um, and that's just Jake Stringer. <laughs> <laughs> they go, Jake, you can't, there's no such thing as pre-pre-dinner, mate. What are you doing? Oh, mate, he's, he's fucking big. He's big. He's got a dad bod. Yeah. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he really needs to actually pull the finger out over the pre-season and, and do something. Like, it's, he, I was watching him, what, yesterday? Uh, day before, maybe? He, Saturday, yeah. He, he got, got a bit of a tummy. Yeah, which you can't hide these days because the, no. the, the jumpers are so skin tight. Grant Birchall is the same, but you you go, it's Grant Birchall. He's been around for fourteen years. Sure, he had he's, like he's three, earned the right. He had like three years off, you know, like where he kind yeah. of couldn't couldn't do anything. Yeah, he's earned the right to to pork up, but yeah, Stringer, and they kind of came for Stringer on the weekend as well. Like they were saying, he's you know. He's unfit. He yeah. can't get to contests. Oh, God. He's wee. He gets a stitch running through the banner. Like, he's just... <laughs> he's super unfit. Yeah, he really wanted to toss the coin because he thought, oh, there was chocolate in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've chartered 120 flights. They've, okay. They've done a 950 bus rides. Oh, bus rides are fairly cheap, I imagine. They're Fuck, flights, flights have got to hurt you, don't yeah, they? Why, why don't the AFL well. just... Buy a plane. Well, I don't know. Did Virgin come to the party with that? You know, in terms of the sponsorship and stuff like that. I mean, they would. Do you, they try not to because they're an airline. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've got. They've rented ten gyms and eighteen sporting grounds, and then they've also paid for um, twenty-five facials for Brooke Koch. <laughs> <laughs> But I guess, too, you don't even think about having to rent a sports ground. Like, if you and I wanted to go for a kick, you'd just go, we'll go down the Oval. But, yeah. of course, they've got to hire it for fucking three months. Yeah, to make sure people aren't there. Yeah, I remember uh, years ago, my brother was playing uh, cricket in London. And um, London being, well, still going through, but there was a, a quite a very uh, big outcry about a string of um, teenage stabbings. Uh-huh. Um, and... He said they showed up to the ground and they'd been double booked with like a soccer group or something of teenagers. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, man, have the ground. Have it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get stabbed. Let's have it. Cancel the game. We're all fine. We'll move on. Hey, um, we'll wrap it up shortly, I think, Adam. We've got one more story. Yeah. Um, I suppose a bit of sweet news. Oh, did you see ah. um, Stratton's goal? That was pretty fucking sick. 
It was good. Yeah. It was, uh, and you know, the players. What was he? That was his second goal. Second goal. I think he kicked one in his like seventeenth game, and then yep. that was his two hundred second. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Get around the captain. Yeah, yeah. players loved it. You yeah, know? yeah. I don't think it was fifteen from Jack Gunston, but the umpire let it. And then Poppy too. Uh, I've had a couple of dinners with Poppy through a friend of the show, Craig Coombs. So farewell to Poppy yeah. as well. But where's probably the biggest retirement of the year, I suppose. Well, one that's uh, kind of shocked me. I thought he could have kept going, but um, well, we wanted him to keep going. Yeah, yeah, we uh, do. We always love a low dog in this game, and this one—it's always sad to see the back of a low dog. AFL umpire Sean Ryan uh, is going to be departing the game after four hundred three hundred forty-six games, and did about seven grand finals, I believe. Yeah, and we'd already we'd already said goodbye to the fucking low dog once. And then he does this to us again. Like, how many times can you fucking retire? Yeah. He retired, you... I think, at the end of 2011. Yeah. And he so, did. So, yeah. So, we just want to send a shout out to this fucking low dog cheat. Um, <laughs> we wish him well in retirement. And, um, you know, I mean, it's probably hard to get back into normal life, being you're a fucking, fucking low dog cheating dog. And, <laughs> and, and what I love, too, I, I'm not sure if he has filled out his um, Wikipedia uh, page, but it says here, Ryan was generally criticised for his team's umpiring performance and subsequent defence of the criticism following the 2019 Anzac Day clash between Essendon and Collingwood. The game made headlines due to significant booing at the end of the game and post-match by Essendon supporters who were angered by what they perceived as a series of poor umpiring decisions in the final quarter. That's the one. Yeah, that's when Pendles got booed at the end of the game and Bucks came out and said, oh, don't, don't be booing a champion. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Well, that's his fault. So that's Sean Ryan. Yeah. Cause booing of Pendles. Yeah. You owe Pendles an apology, you fucking dog. Just one of the fucking lowlights of that guy's entire fucking career. And, you yeah. know, we, yeah, we just want to, you know, say farewell. And, um, you know, you are, of the lowest of low dogs, mm. you're the fucking lowest of the lot. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll miss we'll miss you. <laughs> We're going to hit the road. We're Junk Time Apple Pilot. Gmail, Twitter, Facebook, Hinge, uh, Tinder, uh, TikTok, and Instagram. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.